Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of All Starter with the Mouse podcast. I am Nick Labazetta. And I'm Tony. And I know, I know. We got some explaining to do. Oh, I know. I mean, people are looking at this title and they are flipping out. They're going, what's going on? Disneyland? We're a Disney World podcast. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, because I was just talking to Nick and I said, you know, th- this wasn't even discussed on the last podcast. Yeah. I don't even think we, we mentioned we were considering going, but the world's changed. Yeah, since our <clears throat> since our last podcast, we booked a trip to Disneyland, and we went to Disneyland, and we just got back last week. So the whole thing was an amazing experience, and we thought, okay, this is obviously a Disney World podcast, but we had to share. We had to, um, and there's there's a lot. We got a lot of thoughts about it, mm-hmm. M- mostly good. You know, just a couple uh, negatives, not too bad. But Nick, let's just start. Give me your overall impression on Disneyland. Disneyland Resort or Disneyland? The entire thing. I loved it. I think, you know, it's close to Magic Kingdom. I think, I mean, it's close to Disney World. I think Disney World is a little better because, you know, you have more resorts. You have more um, parks, obviously. But just something about, like, the hominess and and everything being close together, I just just absolutely loved. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um, I think we both went into Disneyland – like before thinking we're going to be comparing it to Disney World, it's going to be nice but not as good. You know, we were a little going in a little critical, more of like a judgmental eye. Definitely. And and I came out absolutely loving it. Um, and I think um, our next podcast we were talking about this and we want to do a little like compare and contrast. You know, the things in Magic Kingdom versus the things in uh, Disneyland. So we're going to do a separate podcast for that. And today we're just giving um, the stuff we loved um, and our, our general impressions. I think the first thing, though, about the the trip or about Disneyland itself, and, and Nick, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with this, is the, the shock of the size. When we walked in after the little uh, um, parking area or where the, the buses dropped you off, and it's literally, you see Disneyland and then 100 feet away, probably a little more, but, you know, a little, just 30 seconds away, California Adventure. It was mind-blowing to see two parks that close. Like, the first time we saw it, it really was like, what the hell is going on? This is just so radically different. Exactly, yeah. I was I was shocked. I um, We were, we spent the first night off property, so we dropped off on the buses, and then we were like, let's go to Disney Springs, uh, downtown Disney, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to happen a lot, probably. <laughs> And I just we were walking. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so close. And then I see Downtown Disney is literally right in, be- right in between the two. And um, it was just like just a shock. That, like, man, everything is so small. You don't need transportation if you're staying on property. It was, it was, it was insane. The the way that you like you just walk in and see Disneyland, you see the um, train station, and it just felt so strange because there wasn't this, uh, you know. Uh, massive journey to get there and this wasn't this thing that you have to you know get on buses and boats trains planes automobiles to get there it was you you park you walk and if you want to go to disney Disney springs downtown disney (laughs) or california adventure it's literally 30 seconds away that part even before we walked into the parks was like what is going on clearly this is a whole different thing yeah we were were out of our elements and it it took I say it took three days of getting used to, and I think we, we'll be prepared next time. I, I felt used to it uh, much earlier, actually. I remember when we were there 
the first night and we didn't go into the parks we just spent some time in downtown disney i was wondering if i'm going to have that feeling of of the bubble if i'm going to have that feeling of the magic um and and i did i i really did we stayed at the disneyland hotel so i absolutely felt that that bubble um and i absolutely felt that disneyland had that same charm and and, and spark that that magic kingdom brings but i wasn't sure going in I wasn't sure going in. So you want to talk about, you know, walking down Main Street USA for the first time? Yeah, walking down Main Street USA. Well, before that, seeing the train station, um, seeing the train station and then seeing, you know, Walt's apartment. That was great. And then we did a little walk around Town Square. Walking down Main Street, it was it was weird. It was like this is it's like the not bizarro, but just like something. It's like you're in an alternate universe. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, and and um, it was just you know similar, but different. And Nick Nick referenced our first like not, our first thing that we loved about Disneyland is the wall connections. Obviously, you know that was his park. He built it, and uh, there's there's a few of them in uh, Town Square, right in the beginning of, of Main Street. Um, anyone who knows Disneyland knows that they um, Walt had an apartment up above uh, the fire station on Main Street. The light's always on. We got to see that. Got, you know, just It was incredible to see. Um, there's the uh, speech, the, the plaque of the, the speech that he gave. Yeah, the dedication um, in the middle of Town Square. You know, I, I always read the one in Magic Kingdom, always get a little teary at it, you know, definitely got choked up here. Um, but for me, the biggest thing um, was seeing the bench. Now, I knew it was going to be there. I don't think Nick did. And if you, you're not aware, it's the bench that Walt sat in every Saturday when his girls would go play on the uh, merry-go-round in the park. And he would sit there and he would think that it'd be nice if there was a place, this major entertainment uh, area where kids and parents and grandparents could all play together and Walt said that was the place that he thought of Disneyland so that bench is the literally the thing that started it all every single park on, on the entire continent excuse me on the entire planet started from that bench and it's in Disneyland it's on Main Street and it's just amazing to see and it's got the little speech that Walt gave or the little interview clip that Walt gave about it um, and it's just amazing to see again like uh, specific direct influence and some not just influence but something from Walt. We've got influences and tributes, obviously, in Magic Kingdom um, and Disney World as a whole, but there's really not too much from Walt. Like we got the train um, in Wilderness Lodge, which is awesome. But to see that bench, that piece of of Walt history, was was truly amazing. I was blown away when I, I was looking at some things uh, on the other side, and I see as Anthony like in awe, I'm like what is over there? Like, what could be over there? And I walk over, I see the bench. I'm like, no way. That, and I go to Anthony, like, that's the bench? And I, I, I just thought it was it was surreal. You know what else was surreal? The castle. Yeah. And not in a great in way. In the other way. <laughs> now, I think we both came to really like the castle. It's charming. It's cute. It, it, it's cute. But my God, that that was the biggest, like, just surreal change, like Nick said, Twilight Zone of Disneyland. That castle, if you've never been, it is probably less than half the size of Magic Kingdom's castle. Yeah. Um, it's so it's small. And again, it's cute. It fits the, the, the vibe for the park. And I really did appreciate it the more I saw it. But 
it was so wild to see this this small little thing. And again, I, I've always heard that Disneyland is an intimate experience compared to Disney World, which is a uh, like a grand experience. So it fits that you know intimate small park. Um, so yeah, you know walking down Main Street USA, very cool. Um, and then uh, you know Nick, you want to take us to our our next thing that we loved. The the first ride we did that wasn't in Disney World, I believe this, right? Yes, I believe it was Indiana Jones. I think it's called Indiana Jones Adventure, and it's similar to a ride in Disney World Dinosaur, but it was it, ten times better. Yeah. People said it to me. I go, it's the exact same track. How can it be? You have to ride it to see it. Like it was, the the flames were cooler. The the rooms were cooler. Everything about it is better than the dinosaur ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, Indiana Jones, everyone says it's one of the best rides on property, and I, I definitely agree. It was, I, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm the biggest uh, uh, Animal Kingdom fan there is, and you know, I say blue dinosaur out of the way. There is a room like Nick was uh, talking about where you're going down this bridge, and there's this skull, and there's this fire shooting out, and it was, it was just an amazing. Uh, a room and it's one of the like really one of the best rooms I've ever seen in a Disney ride. Um, Indiana Jones was was fantastic, uh, and it was a, a good deta- detailed queue. And I think that brings me to one thing we didn't really love about Disney World, uh, Disneyland, and something that Disney World definitely has, and it's the the differences in the queues. Um, you know, anyone who knows Disney World knows that, you know, you never feel like you're just waiting in line, you know, going back and forth and back and forth. There's these big rooms, there's these details, everything's always, uh, you know, even the queues are part of the attraction. And sometimes they're even fun to, to be in. Disneyland does not have that. Indiana Jones is the exception to the rule. Um, the queues were, were pr- you know, no, and we get it. Size matters, you know, that they, they didn't have the benefit. That's what Walt said about Disney World, you know, the blessing of size um, and, uh, but they, so they didn't have the, the size and, and the room to do these things, but man, those cues, you know, it's just, there's nothing. It's, they're all outside. It's just, you know, the slink back and forth and back and forth. It was, it, some of them, not the time length, but just some of them were just brutal compared to what, you know, the grandness that we would see in Disney world. Yeah. It's like the fact that you said like there weren't cues. It was just like a line. It just was like, oh man, there's nothing to look at. There's nothing to occupy your time. Which I mean, you again, it it's the size, but I mean, I just, I just was, um, I was very disappointed by that. And it was, yeah, it, like it, it, it did, um, it felt weird, but there were other things that Disneyland had that Disney World didn't have. Um, my personal favorite, and this is another one of our things we love from from Disneyland. I think Nick will agree, but I definitely uh, have a little more bias to it. Was the uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room in uh, Disneyland? It is. Um, if you've never been, they have the uh, Tiki God's Garden, and it is uh, basically the the waiting area for Tiki Land. Uh, excuse me, Tiki Room, and it's a bunch of the different tiki gods but it's just so nice and relaxing in there the there's the you know the um, um adventureland music there's uh, you know just the details of the place the tiki gods look so cool um some of them have movements to them um you know just again one of those little details that if you're not paying attention you're not going to notice but it was just such a relaxing area really made um adventureland so much like it just gave it so much depth and um 
It was it was like if I could add one thing to Disney World from Disneyland, I think that might have been it. That's a great yeah. I mean, I did love that too. I did not love it as much as you, but when there was no <clears throat> when there was no one waiting for the tiki room, it was just like the three of us. Uh, we went with our friend Olivia. Um, it was it was so nice, and the they're not interactive, but they're they were like Pele had the volcano head, yeah. and it was just so cool that they they had all that stuff. And um, another thing that we loved in Adventureland. And all of Disneyland was the food, but specifically Bengal barbecue. Bengal barbecue is going to be one of those things where we're going to talk about it a lot, I think, in this show. <laughs> it's something that we really didn't know existed, and now it's one of those like top-tier holy grail things in, in a Disney park. Um, yeah, Bengal barbecue in, uh, and, in uh, Adventureland, it's basically a bunch of different uh, meat skewers. There's this incredible pork belly. There's two different types of beef. There's chicken. There's bacon-wrapped asparagus. And it's just, you know, a bunch of different um, uh, uh, skewers. And it, it's all fantastic. And it's, just, it's again, it's, it's unique. It's delicious. There's really not anything like it in Disney World. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, this is something that we don't have. And this is something that I wish we did have. And it just makes that extra uniqueness to Disneyland because remember it's not a carbon copy there's a lot of stuff that they have big things like Indiana Jones um, and even small things like Tiki Room and, and Bengal Barbecue that make it so that okay I'm not just going to you know Magic Kingdom Part 2 it's its own park um, but like Nick was saying it's not just Bengal Barbecue the quick services in Disneyland were amazing um, The I think the best uh, some of the best was also in um, New Orleans Square. They don't have Liberty Square. They have New Orleans Square. Now, uh, unfortunately, a lot of it was under construction. We couldn't see Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, you know, their Pirates is supposed to be amazing. So we didn't get to see too, too much of, of um, New Orleans Square, but what we saw we really loved. And um, I think the best one-two punch was the Mint Juleps with the um, Mickey Beignets. Um all of them, uh, both of those things have been talked about, you know, for, about by Disneyland fans all the time. And my God, they did not disappoint. Not delicious. That way to go a second time. Oh my God, the the, the beignets were delicious. I love, you know, it's just powdered sugar all over the place. <laughs> uh, but those those mint juleps were so refreshing. In a hot day, they they really helped. What other quick service did we do? We did um, um, we did the chimichangas, which were great. That's a Disneyland classic, and the hand battered whatever they're called corn, corn dogs. dogs yeah classics those, those were great um also jolly, jolly holiday. holiday um they had this this nice little uh um like beef grilled cheese mm-hmm. yeah they're was... known for their grilled cheese so we decided oh i didn't get, know that we decided to get yeah because the grilled cheese and tomato soup is a staple ah. so we decided to get kind of like a little spin on it yeah um and you know the the their churros were great i everyone says disneyland churros are better if I had to say, I guess they probably were because they're just consistent. I like they're 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 a little fluffier, um, and softer. I like the the crisp of the Disneyland uh, Disney World ones, but uh, they were fantastic um, either way. Um, some of their Dole Whip flavors were really good that we don't have watermelon, mango. They, they we have flavors, but I, they come and go. Yeah, yeah, they those were consistent. Um, one other thing that I I didn't like, and and I know Nick agrees with me. Um, and some people might be wondering why we're not going to talk about this at all. Star Wars Land. Yep. And I don't even think about Star Wars Land when I think of Disneyland. Yeah, it's like 
Olivia said it best. We were transported to Florida. Yeah, it's it it makes no sense. They put Star Wars Land in this. I mean, this park hasn't had a new land in in half a decade, half a, a century, and then they put the newest, most technologically advanced land just in the middle of of you know the back of it. It makes no sense. I I mean, I guess it's cool, but I don't even consider it part of Disneyland. You know, it's just it's this thing. You know, we spent next to no time there. We got a Ronto rep, and that was it. Yeah. Because it's like, if I want, it's it's the exact same thing. If I want, you know, um, Galaxy's Edge, which is fantastic, but I'm just going to go do it uh, in Magic in in uh, uh, Hollywood Studios. So it's so weird, you know. Like, there's this whole land we're not talking about, and we don't really have um, as part of our report. We talked about in our last episode, and there's they're basically the exact same. Just feels just feels wrong to put it there. I but agree. again, it's a size thing. Um, so anyway, going, um, forward with, with Disneyland. Before we move forward, I do have one question. Absolutely. You said if you could bring one thing back, it would be the Tiki Room, the area. Over Bengal Barbecue? Mm. Well, I think we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more when we compare stuff, but I like some things that are unique. Like I like that Bengal Barbecue is a is a Disneyland classic, but I want those tiki gods in my life forever, all, all the time. But you know what? I guess we, I guess we have the uh, tiki statues, so the I guess fountains? we, uh, yeah. So yeah. I guess we do have a little version of that. Obviously, the gods were better, but I love my fountains. Um, but I do think because obviously there's one huge thing in the Disneyland entire thing that was my favorite thing. Um, but I don't want to bring that because I like having certain places because again I just said Galaxy's Edge is the exact same I want certain lands that we don't have to stay there because it's, so it's more unique are you going to bring it up or? well that's in California Adventure we'll get oh, there I we'll see. get there um, so next up we'll, we'll talk about the, the rides that are the same next show yeah we should talk about the ones we did that are new yes so, um, next up was Fantasyland yeah what did we do there well, oh, we started with Snow White. Yes, uh, I, I appreciate those little ones, those new. The, they're not they're new. They're cute. They're opening day ones. They're classics. I'm glad they're there. Some have been refurbed, but and I know what you. Yeah, mean. I don't need to think. I don't think I'll ever do them again. Honestly, yeah. um, the walk through the castle was actually very interesting. I, I did like that. Our friend was like, "Oh, let's do this." I wasn't sure about. It. I thought it was just kind of like a tour the castle like you know you go through cinderella and you see the mm-hmm. uh i thought the you know, exact same stained thing. glass windows but it's 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 a legit attraction um and it's very uh it was very well done very cute um so i think there's two things in fantasy land we want to talk about that we that we loved um one was all just all the details of yes. fantasy land there was just so many small details that's you know you know that's our favorite thing about these places um snow white's uh I think it's now it's called Snow White's Adventure. Yes, um, you know the evil uh, queen. You know if you if you look at one point, she opens the window and then closes it um, on the outside mm-hmm, exterior. Mm-hmm. If you look in a window of the Alice in Wonderland gift shop, the Cheshire Cat flicks his his face um, and comes out. There's a bunch of different little things like that. There was an, uh, just a beautiful little serene uh, fountain area, Snow White. Um, oh yeah, on the um... If you're looking at the castle um, from Main Street, it's on the right side of it. Yeah, this. just you know, nice little fountain area, and uh, at one point, um, there's there's singing. There's you know, just little you know, very simplistic movements um, in the in the water, but even like you know, there's a fountain right next door, and when 
the music's on, you can hear Snow White's voice echoing from the fountain. Mm-hmm. Just small things like that that, again, they don't have to do, and it just shows that the attention to detail was there from the beginning because I know Walt had a hand in, in put, saying where those statues went in that, that little fountain area. Um, so just all the, the little Fantasyland details. Fantasyland was you know, just really nice as a whole. But but the details were great, and then we get to our our next one, our next new ride. Um, Nick, no, no, this is all you. We we all know that you know, we both have some some things that we love about about Disney. You know, more so than than other people. <laughs> you know, Pandora or Diehards. I might be a little bit more Trader Trader uh, Sam's, and my new obsession for Disneyland, Mister Toad's Wild Ride. Uh, I was so excited to do it because it's, you know, it's one of those classic Disneyland attractions. Never got the chance to do it in Disney World. It closed early 2000s. Um, it's where Winnie the Pooh is. And, you know, it, I, I, I knew it was a weird ride, but I really wasn't expected. I, I really wasn't prepared for it. Um, <laughs> Nick, would you say the basic summary of this ride, beyond absurd, scary, uh, what the what the frig is going on? The story is basically, you're driving drunk, you get pulled over by a cop, then you get murdered or hit by a, a, a truck, and then you go to hell. Yep, that's exact. That's that it. is a Disneyland ride, people. And I came out of it, and, and our friend knew that we were gonna, at least I was gonna love it. And I came out of it, and I said that is the the weirdest frigging thing I've ever done in my life, and and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few things we we. Wrote again. Um, so now I am, you know, a devotee to Mr. Toad. He's my new uh, Lord and Savior. As um, should be. But again, Mr. Toad, this weird, wild thing. Uh, Nick, what did you, what did you think about Mr. Toad? I love the loading area. Just all the statues and pictures of him. He's so like egotistical, yeah. and I just thought it was so great. He kind of reminds me of like Gaston, yeah. kind of. Yeah, absolutely. And I just loved it. And yeah, we get you and I get in that little the little cart car and from turning the corner i'm like what the heck is this and it did the the fun didn't stop until we we went to hell yeah and it's all it's so simplistic there's not a a drop of you know new you know imagineering into it's all classic slow ride stuff but uh it's wild it's a wild ride um and uh i i loved it i will that's gonna be one I do over and over again. It, and I understand why people have such a, an affinity for this ride because it is just wacky and strange and surreal. There's really not, I mean, it's it's kind of like a Country Bears Jamboree type thing. Yeah. Where that, and that's, that's like, you know, that's my. Is it is it so polarized? Are there people like. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I think everyone loves it, but I think the, like the diehards are diehard. I mean, Disney World, yeah. you know, Imagineering's loved it so much. There's two tributes in the parks. Um, and I, I, I really think it's, it's just this, this unique thing. Again, you're never going to see a ride anywhere like that or anything like that anywhere else. Um, and just, it's in fantasy land. This, this random ass guy who the hell knows who Mr. Toad is. I don't even know anything about Mr. Toad. I know he was in, he's, uh, yeah, I know he was in the Christmas Carol and, and Ichabod and Mr. Toad for like a minute. But, um, yeah, you got, you know, Snow White, Cinderella, you know, all, all the princesses. You got Pinocchio, Peter Pan, and then Mr. Toad. Something that no kids know, but there's always a line, and I love it. What's next on our list? Uh, can Should we... we do one we don't like? Or yes. Let's do it. All right. Um, 
you know, people, you know, diehards of this show know we're a little bit critical of Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom. Let me tell you now, I think Disneyland's Tomorrowland makes ours look like Pandora. Yeah. I apologize to Walt Disney World. I, I'm going to treat, next time we're there, we're actually going in, in uh, uh, September for Epcot's 40th. Um, next time we're there, I'm going to spend time in Tomorrowland just as an apology because I, I, I loved Disneyland. Their Tomorrowland was embarrassing. It was so bad. There was like an MTV uh, stage to dance on. It was ugly. You have that that uh, eyesore where the people mover used to be. Oh, yeah. They had the people mover tracks just like rusted out. It, yeah, it's not taken care of. It's ugly. Um, no no detail. No no love to, for this place. I will say I really did like having Astro Orbiter right in the entrance. It, it looked cool. It was kind of cool. It's just like... You never see something like that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're Tomorrowland. The, the only good thing was the um, monorail. Yeah. And you can get on it, and then you can go out of the park. And that's what we did. We took the monorail to uh, downtown Disney. Which is, yeah, right at the exit of slash entrance to our hotel. And then you want to talk about the next thing that we loved about Disneyland? The size. Oh, yes. We, you know, like I said, we were able to take a monorail to downtown Disney. First of all, think of how weird that sounds if you're in <laughs> Disney World. Um and just the size of that place, while, you know, okay, it doesn't have the, the land, doesn't have all the parks like we do, doesn't have all the hotels. We could walk from our hotel, the Disneyland Hotel, to um, California Adventure or, or Disney World or Disneyland in five minutes. Five, ten minutes. And yeah. it's a nice walk through Dis- uh, downtown Disney. And it's just, it's one of those things, like, the, the size of it. There's not a bus in sight once you're on property, and it's it's something that's so different from what we have. Again, the size is great in Disney World, but if you want to get to a hotel from a, a park, you're looking at maybe an hour. You gotta walk to the bus stop. You gotta wait for the bus. You know, then you gotta take the bus. This one, you're just it's it's less than the walk to the bus stop for almost yeah. any place. There was one time Olivia and I were in California Adventure, and you texted us, "I'm in Disneyland," so we go, "Let's walk over to there." We spent like half hour in Disneyland, and then we had reservations back California Adventure, and like we did that, you had to get on the bus, you had to drive over, you had to wait for the bus, wait for the unloading stroller, and then uh, we wait for it to come back. It just was so insane, like how small it was, how easy it was. We were able to, you were like, you took a break, and we're back within like an hour. Mm-hmm. It was just like you. Well, I mean, I took the break, but I was back when I was leaving the hotel with five minutes. No, I mean you were you took the break, you were back, you didn't have to travel. Oh yes, stuff, yes, yes. Yeah. Um the yeah, the size was, was wild. Like, um I watched a nighttime show in California Adventure, and we'll get to California Adventure, but just think of uh, so I w- did I was at the nighttime show and then there's a hotel that's connected to it, and then you you know, you walk through downtown Disney to our hotel. So it's just that's a sentence that you'd never hear in Disney World. Obviously, you're not getting you know out connecting a hotel from a park, then right outside the front of the hotel is downtown Disney or Disney Springs, and then you can go to another hotel 12 seconds away. That's like a, a two-hour thing to get all those places. Um, so that was really cool and connected to to the size and the walking. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. Yes. Um, we. We thought, you know, it's a little expensive, but it's our first trip. We gotta stay at the classic hotel. And Nick, what you think of the hotel? I loved it. Um, it was there moderate. I got. It wasn't. No. The, there, there's no moderate. No. It's it's 
basically they got um what's the the Paradise Pier? Paradise Pier and then it's basically two deluxe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So but I I got contemporary vibes. Like it was yes. it was it was sleek. It was I, I guess you could say modern, but like even the lobby, it had such great like great pictures of Disneyland, like the map and even pictures of Walt. I believe we're in the Fantasyland building. We stay at the Frontierland building. And um, uh, as you walk in, you see to your left one of Anthony's favorite things, waterfalls and the geyser. And then inside is a is a mini version of Big Thunder Mountain. And um, what else was there? Unfortunately, Tomorrowland was under construction, so we couldn't look at that one. And um, the Adventureland building, the Adventureland building was nice. It had, it had like... Um, uh, like clay sculptures of what the animatronics from the Jungle Cruise were going to be. And then uh, one of Anthony's favorite places on Earth, Trader Sam's, were also there, but we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about that well, now. Let's, let's do it. Hotel. Yeah. The OG Trader Sam, Trader Sam Enchanted Tiki Bar, um, calls the Disneyland Hotel home. Um, so I have a rule if I'm staying at a hotel that has a Trader Sam's. I'm going to Trader Sam's every night, and that's what we did. Um, we were in uh, inside. We were outside. We'll do the comparison next one, but it was Trader Sam's. You know it was amazing. Um, and again, as I, I just love having Trader Sam's at my hotel. Um, so great, so so relaxing, so fun. Um, but the rooms of the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, yeah. As you walk in, it says on the TV. I think Disney World does this too, but I've never seen it before. It says, Welcome Labazetta family. And then on our, um, what do you call it, headboards? Yes. On the headboards, fireworks lit up, and uh, you could s- softly play A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. And we had those on all night, and it was it was spectacular. Yeah, it's, um, it's so cool because, again, something, you know, you flip on a light, and, you know, you see these fireworks. You know, some of them, are, you know, are on and off, so it looks like they're, they're popping. And, yeah, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Now that I think about it, I don't understand why that song is playing. Because that's the Cinderella song, if I'm not wrong. <laughs> There's a reason we just don't know it. <laughs> so I mean, it's a better song than "Once Upon a Dream," which is the you know Sleeping Beauty that's one. True. Um, and then even like uh, the lights in the bathroom, were yeah. Mickey hands. Were Mickey hands. The, the the nozzles were had Mickey ears on it. The light switch had Mickey on it. Just small things. It there was, was a great. picture, the classic picture of Walt walking through the the um, Sleeping Beauty castle, which I recreated on the um, on the wall. Just you know. The hotel was was fantastic. And just one more thing about Trader Sam's. Uh, our last night there, we were there with our friends Murray and Zach. And uh, as Anthony walks in, he is wearing a Trader Sam shirt. And the guys playing the music outside, I believe their names were the Kamala Brothers. They saw that shirt and they apparently wrote a song dedicated to the Trader Sam's. And um, they they played it for us and it was amazing. World premiere. World premiere. It yeah. was it was great. He saw Anthony's shirt, and they song. go, "We gotta do this for this guy." And it was it was, I I don't know if it's out yet, but I followed the. It's Kalama Brothers, the Kalama Brothers. They were great. They did Grim Grand Ghost. Oh, they yeah, they, they were did fantastic. a couple Encanto songs. They did. We don't talk about Bruno. It was so good. Um, yeah, they were fantastic. I I I really loved them. I I hope they. I don't know if they were Disneyland staple. I don't think they are because I started following them, and they it looks like they go to multiple places. Well, they, they were impressive. Um, yeah, Crim Green and Ghost was amazing, but that that Trader Sam song that needs to be like number one hit. 
um, you know, move over Kendrick. You know, I, I have a, <laughs> we have a new best song. We of, need that of playing year. in the airports instead of we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Disneyland Hotel, Disneyland, uh, amazing, obviously. Um, and then um, we'll we'll come back to Disneyland at the end, but moving over to the second park. Yeah, California Adventures. Um, overall, I liked California Adventures. I would not say it was my favorite park i've ever been to but there was a lot of awesome things um the 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 entrance you know the the you know feel of the place the entrance was the worst part yeah it's kind of boring it's california okay yay um nick do you want to talk about uh the land that you loved oh god where, where do i start <laughs> I'll, I'll take a break <laughs> avengers campus I didn't think that they could make Avengers Campus great, especially with just the one ride, which we did Web Slingers. It was fun. It was a really fun um, version of of those Buzz Lightyear Toy Story Mania. Oh, it's maybe the best one. Yeah, and the fact that like you don't have to hold anything, and it, it registers where your, your uh, arms are flinging, so Web is uh, shown on the screen. It was great. And then just the... The beautiful, uh, how you know how everyone's in on it at uh, all the cast members are in on it in Star Wars Land. They were just as in it. We were asking like, what was the lore of some things? How did this come to be? They had all these great questions. There was a time where like a good character and a bad character couldn't be out at the same time because then that would you know that would never happen. The shows the uh, the Black Panther, uh, Dora Milaje, I think they're called, uh, were great. Then Spider Man had his own show. And we saw a couple of them when he did the animatron, when he flung, and it's the animatronic, um, when he is walking up the wall. Um, Doctor Strange had a show, and Wanda and Black Panther had a show. It was great, and you got to interact with them, and they're, the characters are so good. They just know all the, the information, the trivia. You couldn't stump them if you were talking to them, and it was just great. And um, the last thing I think that is really important to mention is uh, – Pim's Test Kitchen. And and the shawarma. Shawarma is great because what a classic. Such a great idea to bring shawarma in when they mention the Avengers. But, but Pim's Test Kitchen, I thought that was great theming. I don't know about you, but your menu is big versions of Scott and Hope's iPhones. And you're scrolling and you see text from Tony Stark, Peter Parker, uh, Cassie, Scott's daughter. Then you go in there and a conveyor belt is of mini pretzels that are going in and they get giant... And they become giant pretzels, and then you can wind up buying them. And then the bar is a giant beer can, and connected to the bottom is the beer, which comes up from the, the cup. You know how most most things go onto the top of the cup? This beer comes from the bottom. I don't know how. That's Disney magic. And then uh, finally, the uh, where you got your can where you got your pop was a six pack, a giant six pack of soda with uh, like a bread clip linking the wires. And giant versions of, of ketchup and mustard by the condiments. It was just like, it was so well done in my opinion. It was, Adventureland uh, or Avengers Campus was interesting because I think you pointed it out. It was the first time one of us had loved the land in, in a Disney park and the other one really didn't. Um, now, I'm not a big Marvel person. I'm, you know, I don't really uh, watch those movies too much. So I didn't get that love for Avengers Campus. Um, I thought it was well done. I do think it's it's a little empty and it needs a second ride, which was yes. supposed to be there. Yes. Um, but I mean, 
Marvel fans were in their glory. Um, it was you know, so fun. Everyone was loving it. Nick and, and Olivia, both big fans. But, you know, kids, you know, adults, people lining up for these shows. So everyone loved it. There, it was, like, dedicated to Stan Lee, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, but even as a non-Avengers fan, I did think that that restaurant was very well done, very well themed. Nick was telling me some of the lore and... and um, um, you know, facts about this this guy, and, and which made you know like the the pretzels getting bigger so cool. I actually went and watched that for a few minutes, um, and the food the food was pretty decent too. But and and Web Slingers was amazing. I would definitely do that again. It's the best of those type of rides. I yeah. think um, just so cool because who who hasn't wanted to be Spider Man? Who hasn't pretended to shoot webs with their? I'm doing it right now to shoot webs with through from their wrists. Um, and and it really felt like you were doing it, so that that one was awesome, um, and so yeah, Avengers Campus for me liked it, didn't love it. I could spend you know just a little time in it, but but Nick loved it. Now the next thing from California Adventure uh, that we loved about Disneyland, um, this this was the best thing on property, uh, at least for me. I, I think I think if we took like you know what we rate everything, yeah, this would be number one. For yeah, both of us combined. Um, Cars Land. Yes. Now everyone, this Cars Land was was the first. If you didn't know, it's Shock of the Century. It's based on Cars, the movie. Um, and Cars Land was the first of these new themed lands, which is really based on around one thing: Cars Land, Pandora, Toy Story Land, um, Avengers. Avengers Campus, Star Wars, and Cars Land was was the first one. And I remember always thinking like. I've never seen cars. I don't care about cars. I don't care how well themed it is. It's just not going to be that interesting. Uh, it, it, you know, I remember seeing videos and pictures, and I was like, it kind of looks, you know, dumb. Uh, no, I was absolutely wrong. That place was so cool. I don't. If you don't care about cars, I've never seen the movie. I don't care about cars. Doesn't matter. You're gonna absolutely love it. The detail is amazing. Just the feel of the place is great. The music they play, which I think is a big part of it. It's just that fun classic. I, I think it makes sense for the movie, but like you know, maybe like a rock, little uh, you know, western themed. Um, the highlight of Cars Land, Radiator Springs Racers. Um, again, people have always said this is one of the best rides of all time, and it is. It, it might it that might be like top five Disney ride. Um, would you agree with that, Nick? I think that's of high. It's up. a bold claim, but it's not something that I would instantly disagree with. Like I might say, like it better than Rise of the Resistance. That's something we gotta think about because it's you know if you've never done it, it's kind of like a two part thing. It's like a dark ride plus plus test track times a million. I don't know, kind of like how Flight of Passage makes Soren obsolete. Cars Land makes Test Track obsolete. I'm sorry, Disney World. Um, this is a, a shock that we're going to say it's better than Test Track in the next episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But the ride was so fun. We got off and we were like, we're doing that again. And we got right back on. It was so much fun. The audio the audio animatronics are great. The racing, you know, just the the the, 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 the detail of the, of the mountains and the waterfall. It was amazing. You could see it outside of the ride, too. It literally looked like you were in a national park. It's wild. Um, now, Cars Land has something that I don't think any other park has, um, and it's the transition from day to night. Oh, I mean, Pandora has something. Like True, that. but this was a ceremony, and I didn't know anything about this. Me neither. Um, but apparently in the movie, there is a part where, like, 
radiation all the lights come on of, of the town and this song plays life can be a dream or something yeah. so so I, maybe it was Olivia or just people were saying like you gotta watch the lights come on at, 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 um, when the sun goes down and I was like alright I guess that's gonna be kind of cool I was not prepared for what came next because it was like this is gonna sound corny but it was just one of those like Disney magic things <laughs> and it was literally one of the best moments I've ever had in a Disney park this this song starts playing life can be a dream or something and slowly all the neon signs from cars land start just turning on and it's so simple it's just so ridiculously simple but it's so cool to see the song is, is blasting everyone's just dancing having a great time and i'm just walking in here no idea what the hell's going on and thinking this is one of the best things i've ever seen in in a disney park it it was disney magic to a t and again I've never seen a minute of Cars, and I, I fell in love with everything about Cars right there. I went back the next night. We watched it. I waited like 45 minutes for neon lights to turn on. Um, if you haven't seen it, you're going to think it's ridiculous. If you've seen it, you know. Would you agree, disagree? What do you think, Nick? Oh, I agree 100%. I, when I, I didn't know it was happening until probably that morning, so I was like, I got to be there for that. And when the, when the lights turn on, when the music starts and the lights are coming on slowly and slowly, and people start walk, start dancing down the, uh, uh, the street like their cars, and the kids are getting in on it. I just thought it was amazing. I I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of make a way to make it better. I remember one time years ago, and I don't know if you even remember this, but we, there was a group of people in front of Splash Mountain, and we were just watching people go down the thing, and it, everyone was just in a good mood it was just weird communal thing that you know i i vividly remember and i thought this is one of my favorite moments in a disney you know in disney world and that was that reminded me just this simple thing the song playing this beautifully detailed like dirty little town neon lights turning on cozy cone flows kitchen uh v8 kitchen and you know just everyone dan- you know i don't care how old you are how young everyone's just kind of like bopping along to this song and it was like this. This is what makes these parks special. Um, so, 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 Cars Land, absolutely amazing. One of the best lands you'll ever, ever experience in a Disney park. Um, so now it's it's nighttime. Well, before that, I do want to give a little um, shout out to Pixar Pier. I did enjoy Pixar Pier. We did Incredicoaster. We did the Ferris wheel. We also ate dinner at a Lamplight Lounge, which was amazing. Lamplight Lounge was fantastic. Great details, concept art of, of Pixar, uh, movies, uh, posters, and everything. But I did like, I, I did like, I didn't love the rides um, that we didn't do just because you know they felt too carnivaly, too, 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 um, too yeah. And I just. But just I, I, I was like, oh man, it feels like I'm at the boardwalk. I mean, it's kind of the like boardwalk, but like. It was it was at nighttime even it was soothing it was it was nice when we were walking before uh or the color started we were we were I think we just were taking it all in relaxing yep. and I really liked that I'm glad that you have you know these two awesome lands and then something more Relax. uh, relaxing yeah. tranquil it was it was very nice yeah I I was not impressed during the day um I know that this, yeah. this land had gone through a couple um different themes I think it was just like California beach before um and I really wasn't that impressed at nighttime it's nice because you know like Nick said it's like the boardwalk um the stuff's light up they got the um Pixar um 
uh, uh, lamp. lamp, you know, uh, moving around, a little audio animatronic. Lamplight Lounge, super relaxing, great food. Um, and then, so, you know, to finish off, you know, at Pixar Pier, they do World of Color. That's their, that's California Adventures nighttime show. It's basically the closest thing you're going to get to um, Illuminations. And let me tell you, as you know, as the resident person who does not like nighttime shows, especially ones that are just, you know, you know, clips of old Disney movies, I absolutely loved World of Color. It starts, I don't know if it's a new song or if it was, it was the theme song. It starts, because Walt had a show called World of Color. Um, so, you know, the first words of the show are Walt Disney Presents, which I already give my stamp of approval. And then there's this World of Color song, which I really liked. And it's amazing because, you know, it's it's cool to see the um, Disney movies, but just the way they did it with these these water screens and the fires and the lights, um, and then at the end, just it looks so nice. Just you know, uh, all the little fountains and all the colors, it, it it looked incredible. It was so beautiful. It's one of those things where you have to get there like forty five minutes before, but it's worth it. It's a long show. Would I put it ahead of Illuminations? Absolutely not. But for me, it's the only water, uh, only nighttime show on either side of the continent right now that is worth watching. See, I disagree with that. And I would say the uh, one better than it is across the street. And it's been 50 years of this. The Major Electrical Parade was back at Disneyland. As someone who watched it for years as a, as a kid in World, as a, as a teenager, when I left in 2016, I was mad. I was mad. I was like, "Why? Oh, there's nothing here." And I, they, it came back two weeks before, and the second you hear that that robot guy going, "Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls," I'm like, "We're back!" And the music's great, but I, I just want to talk about Main Street a little bit. It was, it was just so great to be back. They have a new flow at the end. Everything about it's great. The costumes are better. It was such a good, such a great, uh, um, parade nighttime show but i did love world of color not as much as everyone else but i did appreciate it i thought it was very well done and uh something that i would definitely wait 45 minutes again to watch and my thoughts on the main street electrical parade it's a classic i i absolutely respect it um but for me i can be done with that thing after a minute and a half because in my opinion the best part is the beginning uh, the, the like the robot announcer and the beginning of the song. I did love what Nick and our friend Olivia, they, they went nuts when it started jumping up and down. And I love that vibe of it. Um, but I'm just never going to be a parade guy. I don't, I just don't really care. And I, I, you know, I left early. I'm sorry. I left early. Um, what I saw was cool, but it was so long. Yeah. I think um, there was a pacing issue. It uh, was, it was brand new too coming yeah. back. So it's understandable. Um, Trader Sam's has a tribute to the Adventurers Club in it. I just have to say that. So, you know, the Adventurers Club lives on in Trader Sam's. Um, but, you know, I, even though I don't love Main Street Electrical Parades, the classic, I'm glad it's there. Um, so I think that about wraps it up. Oh, Get the um, list up. there was one. Yeah, there was one more thing. Um, there was the area in California Adventure Grizzly River Run. I think it's the name of the ride, Grizzly Peak, I think. Yes. And uh, yeah, and it's like, it's basically if Wilderness Lodge was a theme park land it was that now we didn't do grizzly river run because it's a water ride and we didn't really want to get wet and we didn't do soaring around the world because it's the exact same. and it sucks um 
But we walked around Grizzly or whatever the area is for a little while. So relaxing. And that that giant waterfall. That it might be the best waterfall Disney's ever done. It's two sides. And I was in my glory, people. You know, our friend knew. She was like, oh, you're just going to stand here all day. Now, I could have slept there, you know, if I wouldn't have gotten thrown out. It's two different sides, just this roaring, rushing, uh, like, you know, national park-sized waterfall. It was amazing. Uh, you know, just that, that great Wilderness Lodge vibe to it. Just a nice place you could walk, relax, Um one of my favorite parts of, of California Adventure. Subtle, not too, too much going on, but just very relaxing. And definitely wanted to give a shout-out to that. And the other waterfall, I guess it is on the other side, with the bear mountain thing. Mm-hmm. I love that, too. I might like that a little more just because I love that bear in, carved in, in, the, yeah, in the rocks. So is, is that everything we have? That's it. And did we talk about the, the, the very few things we didn't love? Yeah, we t- it was um, t- basically Tomorrowland... Um, the cues and also, and again, this is just for the, the uber nerds, but there's really no transitions between the lands. Obviously, we love in Disney World or in Magic Kingdom in particular. You know, it's like you know, you cross a bridge that looks colonial on this side, and then fantasy on this side. The the way yeah, the transitions, are really yeah, cool. you know, they have the Magic Kingdom again. I don't know if it's size, I don't know if it's attention to detail, but there's no transition from Adventureland to Liberty to um, New Orleans Square. Um, et cetera, et cetera. But o- overall vibe, o- overall feelings of Disneyland as a whole we talked about. Um, but overall feelings of Disneyland, the park, I I mean, it, it's it's in my heart now. I, I love it. It's, it's you know, Disney for me now, absolutely. I love that we have a park on both both coasts. Obviously, Disney World is our home. It's going to be where we're going more just because of the convenience, you know, so easy to get to. Um but, you but know, yeah, this is not our only trip to Disneyland. We will be going back. Yes, absolutely. There's, you know, the, it's smaller. Yes, it, you know, but it's it's Walt's Park. There's that classic charm to it, um, and, and, and I absolutely loved it. The small things. Who cares? Disney World has its you know, plenty of problems as well. Um, the, the the entire place, you know, I think you gotta stay on property personally, even there, just because I love that bubble feel. Um, so, you know, Disneyland Resort, love, California Adventure, love. But Disneyland itself, the park, special place, and, you know, I think for, for both of us. And I'm, I'm thrilled that we decided to go. And I think we did the three days, three full park days. I think that was the perfect way to do it. You don't need more. And if you're if you're in a rush and you have less, less days, my opinion, morning in Disneyland, nighttime California Adventure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And – Honestly, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to add? I, I think that's it. I think we're going to go more into – I think it will just be fun to compare yeah. some of the stuff. And it's own separate um, – its own separate podcast. Um, again, it, the comparisons, who cares? It's not an idea of which one's better. Um, it's – it's they're both fantastic. Yeah, you know, discussion. We, yeah. So um, – but, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled we, we went. We had a great, great time. Like Nick said, it ain't going to be the last time by far. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you, you know – very soon this time. It's not going to be nearly as long um, for the part two of our Disneyland discussion. That's right. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, Anthony, where can people find that beautiful book of yours? Amazon.com. And um, next podcast, I hope to have an official announcement. I've, I've got something else coming, another book. I just want to 
uh, wait until maybe I have some some time for for dates. Um, but it's gonna be I'm very very I'm done with it. I'm very excited about it. So hopefully um, next time we you hear us, uh, I'll give you some more information about it. And the book that you can get on Amazon is called Disney Details. Disney right? Details, part volume one. And I can be found on Instagram at Disney Detailer. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Kungaloosh!